Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple-shot K-Cup with my guest, Emily Cunningham. Oh my goodness. I love that you use the word magic. That is, that is like one of my favorite words. And I use it in the course that I'm teaching on this college to career boot camp about how life is full of magical experiences that you cannot even imagine. Yeah. So before we go down another rabbit hole, I want to just quickly power through a few more steps in your career. And you already touched on Chrysler, which is awesome. But before moving to Microsoft for a year, you had spent almost three years at LinkedIn, starting on the sales navigator team as a small oh, yeah. and medium-sized business relationship manager. What did that role entail? What is Sales Navigator? Whenever I start to talk about LinkedIn, like there's a huge beaming cheese on my face. I, I absolutely love LinkedIn as a place to work. The Sales Navigator product is a tool that is built on top of the LinkedIn platform that in essence provides additional filters that are specific to how salespeople might use LinkedIn. So to benefit your audience, there's also a tool called Recruiter, which you know is the another partner to the Sales Navigator platform. Recruiter is the same way. It offers additional filters to slice and dice the information that exists all over LinkedIn so that recruiters can get closer to the type of candidate that they want to reach out to. So I put in, let's say, for example, I'm an engineering manager at, let's call it Bose, the, the audio company. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put in a filter and I'm a recruiter, I'm putting in a filter for people who have engineering background, who have worked in audio systems for people who have written X, Y, and Z keywords that let me know they're passionate about like the audio experience, blah, blah, blah. So sales navigator is the same thing for businesses who are looking to connect with other businesses to sell their products. So if I'm still a Bose person, I'm able to connect with, you know, car companies, uh, people who might be in charge of partnerships for car companies to put these Bose speakers in their car, as an example. So that job of mine was I had a book of clients that I reached out to on a regular basis and them renewing their subscription to the sales navigator tool was basically my remit. So I worked with small businesses, 
taught them how to use their sales navigator tool, help them to measure the success that they were having the tool, how many sales that we're making based off of the connections that they were making with this tool, for example. And so it ultimately was a sales role because them renewing was how I was measured. And that was new for me. This is the first time that I ever carried a quota, for example. That was a, a whole big thing, but it made the most sense because right before that, when I was at Chrysler, I was most recently there in a sales-like role. And so making the pivot from Chrysler into LinkedIn from automotive into tech was a huge deal for me. It was a much better fit for me. I loved it. And I ultimately got that job because of a networking event that was happening in their San Francisco office. And I, especially in my younger professional life, loved networking events. Oh, I ate those things up. Uh, <laughs> I think the woman who would ultimately become my boss could sense that about me. I was you know, I was a butterfly in the room and that's the kind of person you need to be to be in sales. So yeah, so I think that role was quite a learning experience, learned a lot about what things I love about my skill set, what kind of things are not the things that I want to do with my career, all of that. That was probably more than you were asking for. Sorry, Andrea. Actually, it wasn't at all because (laughs) now I want to know when we were talking about magic, this is an example of magic. Mm-hmm. Because Emily went to a networking event. Oh, yeah. And I recognize we can't go to one in person, but there's still tons of opportunity out there to network. For sure. Through LinkedIn, through your alumni network, through family, friends, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So what did you do with that relationship that you started when you met that woman from LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah, I um <laughs> it's so funny because this was back in 2015, which was only 6 years ago and feels like forever ago, and I was carrying business cards with me at the time, which I haven't had since then. But I was basically passing my business cards to everybody that I met and things like that. And she told me, "Oh, we don't we don't take business cards. I don't want to waste your paper." And I was like, "Oh no, she doesn't want my card. She doesn't want my information." So I connected with her immediately on LinkedIn, and we kept in touch on LinkedIn. They weren't active. I don't think her team was actively hiring at the team, but shortly thereafter they were. And I didn't know it was her team, but I kept sending her after we met just things that I was learning and hearing about LinkedIn as a company. And I would love to come and like talk to some of her teammates to understand about the role. And she did. She invited me to come on site to talk to some of the teammates just to learn about like what it was like. And then I found an opening to a team that I suspected might be on her role and asked one of those teammates that I had met for a referral. And so they submitted a referral for me. And then we got to, I got to the interview process from there and the rest is history. That is it. The rest is history. And this is how it is done. Mm -hmm. When we talk about the fact that 80% of jobs are hidden and not posted, even if they're posted, you are, I want to say, I don't, I can put a percentage of like either 40 to 60% more likely to get the job if you were referred into it. I have never gotten a job that wasn't via a referral. And I think that speaks to the deep importance of building that network and being clear with people about what kind of things you're passionate about and what kind of things you're good at in any conversation that you have in the professional context. Because I think that I attribute all of of my career moves up and horizontal to, to the connections that I've made. They were all referral based. So I vehemently advocate for people to do that. 
Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.